0: Roll Tide, everybody. It's time for the Bama Sports Review Podcast. With your host, Quincy Moran. The other Moran brother, Josh Moran. It's time to talk some BS. What do you mean BS? Bama Sports. Let's get to it. All right, let's do this. I'm ready. In three. Hang on, start again. (laughs) All right, let's go. Roll Tide, everybody. Alabama faithful, it is I, the Q-Dog, in the studio with my brother from the same mother, Joshua Moran, and this is the Bama Sports Review Podcast. Josh, how you doing? I'm
1: doing good, man. We We got a special guest in the house. Uh, I call him Brad mister Five O. How you doing, Brad?
2: Hey, man, I'm doing good. How y'all doing? It's good to be with you.
0: Yeah, Roll Tide, Brad. We're glad to have you. And uh, today we're going to be reviewing that Alabama-Florida game. And uh, I'm just glad I was able to get up off the ground after those four seconds finally ticked off the clock because I myself was having a mental meltdown. What about you guys? Well... For me, uh,
1: I honestly thought we were going to lose that game in the end because uh, I wasn't happy with the offensive game plan from the start. I'm not a big fan of shotgun 100% of the time. Uh, I like to mix and match, and I think that's where Bama's strengths are is when we, we come out in uh, you know two tight end sets, whether it be single back, pistol, uh, I formation, and then we mix it up with the shotgun. Well, we didn't do that. We were all in shotgun the whole time, and I believe that limited our ability to run the ball effectively. So, for me, when they got that touchdown and um, missed the extra point, I thought they were going to come out and stop us, and they were going to come down and score.
2: Yeah. Well, I you know I, I feel like it, uh, it was a good test for our team, especially for Bryce Young getting his first real road game uh, to play in a place like that. You know, we didn't. We didn't play like we're used to seeing our offense play. Um, And I feel like that, especially on first downs a little bit, we were kind of predictable. But, you know, uh, those guys make a lot of money to coach that team, and and we've got, you know, arguably arguably the best coach in college football history. So I trust them. I felt good throughout the game. I was was a little nervous. But, you know, I trusted what we were – what our coaches were doing, even though our players may may not have been able to do it the way they wanted them to. Uh, but it, it was a good game. I felt like it was good for our team to get through something like that and we'll see how they
0: rebound. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And in my opinion, a struggle win this early in the season, it will actually do Alabama good, in my opinion, because the way the game started, like last week when I had Uncle Bill on the show, I told him, you know, his prediction was Bama would win by two touchdowns. I thought Alabama would win by 17. We're up 21. We're up 21 points. And I'm like, okay, this might be a blowout. And uh, I'm always cautious, though. I'm always cautious to say, hey, there's a lot of game left. But I think in this case, a struggle win helps us um, for the future. We're going to get Mississippi uh, or Southern Miss next week. So, you know, we, we should be able to, to get some success there. But, Kind of going back to the game, Josh, dude, where did the defense go?
1: I'm not sure, but, uh, I mean, you got to give credit to Florida because uh, they came out running the ball, and they were successful the whole game. And you and I and Brad, we all know that when you have a successful running game, when it comes to that third and fourth quarter, the defense is going to be gassed. And that's what happened. Well, I
0: I totally agree. The thing – my thing is, though, is that it seemed like after the first quarter, I don't know if the – if the – thought, oh, the offense has this. We stopped them. It's going to be easy. And they had like an adrenaline dump. But they – their presence on the field left. Do you remember what I told you, how many yards they were going to rush on us?
1: No, but they got a lot more than that.
0: No, they didn't. I told you they were going to lay 250 on us and – Oh, they laid
1: two, to over 250? But here's my thing, though. So you look at,
0: okay, you got all that mixed
1: in. You okay? You got you got the the team running the the home team running the ball, and you got a horrible atmosphere for the road team. You got a a young quarterback, a lot of young players on defense. I mean, on offense and a few young players on uh, defense. You come in there, you're getting your ass kicked in the running game. You're tired but you got to give credit to our players for coming out and making the be- the plays at the end of the game because Bryce Young young quarterback and they had all them they had all that th- those problems with the the play clock and everything down the stretch and he handled it he handled it really well and we ended up coming out with the win so i got you know i'm not happy with the coaching staff for the offensive game plan but the players um i'm happy with that that they they were able to overcome all those obstacles and get the win
0: yeah yeah i i i can agree with that scared i'm, I'm scared to say this but i can agree with that <clears> 100 percent. <throat> like i say the struggle win was was awesome hey brad i got a question for you yeah. um who is going to emerge as alabama's number one receiver how many drops did mechie have i was so surprised i know he was contested but how many drops i mean Devontae smith caught those passes and Mechie is dropping them pretty consistently, unless I, I saw the wrong thing. What do you think? Yeah, he's had better
2: games. I, you know, there was, you know a few, a few of them that he should have called. Uh, you know, as far as the, the other receivers, I think that uh, Davidson Williams, uh, the guy out of Ohio State, even though I'm still, uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about having a guy from Ohio State, and you know, I'm glad he's on our team and he's going to be a good player. I think he's going <laughs> to take him a little while to get used to that, but, hey, he's one of us now, so, you know, I'm rooting for him, and I think especially if we can get Bryce Young to work on that deep ball a little bit and get a little more consistent with that, uh, having a player like him is going to really benefit us. Now, I have yeah. something to say to that.
1: So, my thing is this, you're coming in there, John Metchie is the number one guy, you got this guy from Ohio State nobody's heard of. <laughs> And uh they come in there in that first game and they game plan for the Ohio State guy, Williams, which he's great. He looks great. But to me, I think I think the uh the relationship between Bryce Young and Mechie looks a little off because a couple of those passes that were thrown to Mechie uh in this game were a little behind him or in front of him and uh they're not they're not getting the right chemistry going. So yeah. to me, I still think I still think me- out of He needs to be the number one focal point of the receiver. I love number one Williams. He's great. He's quick. He's getting out there. But the one thing I have a problem with, I haven't seen a Jai Hall, and I know we got JoJo Earl out there making plays, but a Jai Hall, number seventeen, to me
0: needs to be part of this offense. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I I thought that uh, JoJo Earl did a did a pretty pretty good job when you know he was I like targeted. The guy. I I was very I mean I was beside myself when Brother Slade dropped that pass in the end zone. It blew me away. It just blew me away. He, he's yeah, you don't you deep. don't normally see white guys
1: dropping passes, <laughs> i.e. white guys missing three pointers. That's a joke. But everybody get with it. It's a joke.
0: It it was uh it was frustrating. I mean, just. Checking on down to the next uh, position I have gripes about, and who am I? But I was an offensive lineman in high school, so, look, I guess I have something to say. The offensive line is freaking killing me, Moran. How can number 55 not stay onside? How do how do we continue to get all these penalties, especially when we're down at the goal line trying to score? It just blows me away. Well,
1: you, you have to look at, like, the play calling throughout the game. Also, like, the offensive line – without a doubt, it's not gelling right now. Like, they got some work to do. They need to figure out They need to figure out uh, who needs to be at what position because obviously it ain't working at this point. But when you have a game plan of shotgun, which y'all can go back and look at the tape. It was about 90% shotgun. It's kind of hard just to get out of that and go back into a run and play on the goal line when you put, you know, an I formation in there when it's not part of your game plan. And that's not the way Bama does things. Bama, they do a lot of single back, pistol runs. Uh, we do some eye formation. But a, we're not typically a run-at-a-shotgun type of offense. And that's what we are right now. So I, I, I'm I, a little mad at Bill O'Brien for this offensive game plan. And that's just my stance on it.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree with what Brad said earlier. The predictability of first down, running it up to middle for a solid – one and a half yards. Just it blows me away with the speed and the power that we have in the backfield. And I don't. We have good. We have good running backs. We do. I like. Now it was nice, also, you know, this week to see Billingsley get in and and make a play for a win. You know, for a touchdown. That was great to see. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. It it was good to see him in there, but man,
1: I'm I'm just a little focused on the run game, like. I understand, Bama. Bama, you know, throughout Nick Saban's tenure, we have morphed into whatever college football is doing at the time, right? But we have always consistently kept that we're going to run the ball at you, and you're not going to do shit about it. Yeah. And this, these first three games, we don't have that, and it's 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 play calling. It has to be play calling. Uh, because we have a ton, we have a ton of talent on the offensive line, but when you're running the ball out of shotgun all the time, it limits you on what you can do because you can't surprise anybody anymore. Like if you're just, if you're coming out there in two tight end sets and single back, uh, eye formation, uh, pistol, shotgun, okay, then you you can run the ball whenever you want to, but if you're staying in shotgun the whole time. It's pretty you are, limi- you, are, you are limited in what you can do because if you come out in another set, then they know you're running the ball. Well, now,
2: man, I could, yeah, I don't mean really to interrupt, but I think we got to, you know, part of it is uh, the, I guess, the youngness or the, the amount of time that these guys have had together and what we lost last year. Yeah. Uh, what we've got right now. You know, we got the uniform you know, coordinator, new quarterback. We, you know, how many people we released for the draft. Um, and you know, Brian Robinson, what's he a fifth-year senior? Yep. And both of these other guys that we've had, Nigel Harris, and you know, all the guys before them, that you know, they're coming out as juniors. And, you know, they're I think they're a little higher caliber player than, than Robinson and, and McClellan and the other guys. I think once they get their feet under them and these coaches get a little bit more experience with the team and the the flow of the games, I think we'll be all right. I think, you know, Saban is in control. He knows what's going on, and if he trusts these guys, I think we'll be okay. We just got to give them a little bit of time, and and I think with the the crowd of Florida, this type of game is good for us. Um, So, you know, we just got to be I think – I
0: think got to be a little patient, which is something we haven't really had to do much, you know, the past few years. Yeah, and I, I think that's a very fair point. I, I think uh, exactly what you're saying. It's a very young bunch. They need, they need game time reps just like this so that they can build, you know, that cohesive chemistry that Josh was talking about earlier. So I'm going to do a recap real quick of some stats, and then uh, we'll have some final thoughts. And this review will be in the books. So first downs, Alabama had 19 to Florida's 26. Total yards, um, Alabama had 331, which probably most of them were in the first quarter. Florida had 440. Um, Alabama passed for 240, 195 to Florida. And then here comes the telling sign that Josh made a point repeatedly to talk about, which is true. Uh, 91 rushing yards by the tide and the freaking Gators had 245. So, you know, the, the last thing I'll say is the penalties. We continue to be plagued by penalties. We had 11 penalties for 81 yards to, uh, Florida's seven penalties for 67. Now, that being said, I I know you can find holding on every play, but, The amount of groping going on with our defensive linemen and how they were getting pulled and tugged and hooked around the neck and their their jerseys and their shoulder pads grabbed and just not being called, it drives me crazy. I I can't stand it. But it always seems to happen on the big plays, too.
1: Right. Here's here's my thoughts on what you just said. You just named all these stats off. Every one of those stats – If you told me those stats and you asked me who won the game, I would have told you Florida. Fair. That's fair. Florida won the game. Florida won the game. Without the penalties, without the dumbass mistakes we made, Florida wins that game 100% hands down. So now I feel a little better after this conversation because we actually won the game (laughs) in a hostile environment with all of that. Like, we didn't play good. We did not. We had one quarter where we played good. The other three quarters, we were just like trying to keep ourselves above water. Yeah. And we came, we came out on top. So, at the end of the day, you have to look at it like, okay, this is a this is a plus. This is a good positive sign. You what do you, know, think, what,
2: yeah, uh, what do you think, Brad? Yeah. I mean, what do you
0: think, Brad? And I agree 100%. You know, for all
2: the things that went wrong, for as bad as we played, to come out and win that game where we won it, no, I mean, that. I mean that's awesome
0: i i couldn't agree with you more josh and i hate myself for saying that but uh you make a <laughs> you make a great freaking point you know the last stat that i didn't say was time of possession and there again thirty one fifty by uh, florida to bama's twenty eight ten. so there yeah, again, they, they,
1: <laughs> want, they want they won every stat that you would want to win to win a game yep and they
0: lost okay well now i'm kind of pissed um I agree I'm not. I'm you pretty understand. happy about it. This I'm happy like about ther- the game. This was like therapy for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, I think it's a pretty great review. Is there anything else that stood out to you, Brad, about the game, or you know, before we get our uh, before we get our predictions for uh, Southern Miss next week?
2: I think we covered everything that, that I feel like we did cover about that. There's you know, there's nothing else I other than to
0: Excellent. Well, let's get into the let's get into next week's prediction. It's just a uh it's a tradition on this show. Josh Moran, what do you think Bama does against Southern Mississippi?
1: Well, honestly, I don't know anything about Southern Miss other than our history against them and I'm I think we're going to wax that ass. Okay. Especially after, after this game, after coming here and struggling in a tough environment, I think we're going to come out and get back to the basics, and we're going to whoop we're going to whoop their ass. That's what I think.
0: Roger that. Give me a give me a score. Ah, uh, forty-seven to three. Okay, okay. Brad, what do you got for us? Oh
2: man, this is uh, this kind of goes against uh, you know things that uh, you know I don't like
0: betting on Alabama. I don't like. Yeah, Brad.
1: Hey, Brad ain't one of these people who likes to throw these bets out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But, you know, Brad,
1: just say zero to zero. Zero to yeah, zero. I'm going to say that. I think that we'll, you know, I
2: feel like we'll beat them by more points than we scored the, four, the first quarter against Florida tonight. Um, it'll be a good game. You know, uh, a good chance for you know, Bambam to get their bearing straight and uh, get tuned up for old Miss.
0: Yeah, I agree. So you are going to take a pass on giving a score. Just let him do it, man. This dude's weird with his superstition. That's let fine, him dude. stay in his lane, baby. Just that's just fine. That's stay fine. Good. I'm looking, uh, I'll go ahead and make uh, my prediction. I think I see it as uh, a solid win, a, a great uh, emotional bounce back. After they get to, to looking at the stats and talking like we did, I think they're going to have a realization that they did go into that hostile environment in, in Florida and uh, Holy cow! Was it loud and crazy? And uh, I yeah, it was. It, I'm I'm saying it. It was crazy. Um, I'm going to wow. say that Alabama goes fifty-two to fourteen. Roll Tide! Hey, and I have another prediction right here.
1: If Auburn, if Auburn wins this game, they will be undefeated in the Iron Bowl. Yeah,
2: they. That-
0: they got they, to play uh, Arkansas, and so do we. The I don't Arkansas really care, man. Strong.
1: Have you have you seen this environment, dude? Yes. This is a good Penn State team. If they win this game, they will be undefeated when we play in the Iron Bowl. That's my guess. Yeah. You can; it's documented, it's on record, so you can play it whenever you want.
0: All right. Well, nicely done, boys. Way to get it done uh, for this review. Um, I'm really excited to have you on, Brad. Josh, it was fantastic to
2: uh Oh turnover over Auburn!
0: Yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Someday we'll uh we'll do this live when the game's on and we'll just commentate one for fun. All right, that's it. This is the Bama Sports Review Podcast.
1: Roll tide, fellas. We'll talk to you later.
0: Roll tide. Roll tide. Bye. Raider Nation recap. Here we go. Let's take a look at last week's Raiders game.
1: What's up? What's up, man? What's up? What's up? How you living, dog? I'm about to eat my food, bro. So what's up? Well,
0: that's good. I just wanted to have a quick chat here and uh, kind of get, I know it's a I know it's generally a Bama sports review, but there's plenty of Bama players on the field. What do you think about this first half for the Raiders? The Raiders suck. That, and that is all the time we have for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we hope no, you
1: Derek Carr, Carr has had plenty of open wide receivers, and he keeps throwing it to, to Darren Waller like that's his last line of defense. Also, we're not, we're not running the ball. And given my experience on Madden 22, which is real, really realistic, is our offense is predicated on you have to establish the run. We're not doing it.
0: What? Wh- why? do you get sacked? Why do you get sacked on the last uh, on, on the last drive? There you get a 15 yard penalty, and then you take a sack. I love Derek Carr. But it's because I'm,
1: he's only looking for Darren Waller. The The whole game plan, this whole game, was to come in here and throw it to Darren Waller like he's Jesus. Well, sorry, Jesus has disciples, and you have to give them the bread, too, in order to eat the bread from the Last Supper, and it ain't happening.
0: <laughs> that's That's the freaking point I'm making. I mean, not that point you're making, but when I told you on text, when I said... He's the player of focus. I mean, the race on him because they knew he was going to be, you know, the top target. So why not? Why not mix this thing up and throw passes to Rugs or Jones or or or, or that's,
1: Jacobs that's out the of the, the backfield? Prob- that's the problem. Our, our stunning coaching staff and thought. Well, they don't know we have Darren Waller. Let's just, just throw it to him over and over. No, but the thing is, is this is third year as the focal point of the offense. Everybody knows he's going to get the ball. So you have to use him as a decoy early on, I think. And then you use him as a decoy, and then later on in the game, you start going to him. They just went all out, Darren Waller, 100%. And the fact that we're only down three point or four points at halftime is a godsend. And here we go. The game's coming back on.
0: All right, well. You enjoy and uh, glad you got in on this particular segment. Yeah, yeah. Publish that. All right, go Raiders. Go Raiders. Bye.